So there is a, a can be a certain tension after awakening between this um, sense of knowing this awareness, knowing in the sense of being being uh, acquainted with it. It's not like we know it like a fact. Um, there can be that sense of, of being familiar with the awareness um, and knowing up here in our head that that is what I essentially am. But there, there can also be the sense in the body is uh, it's sort of a yeah, but sense, like the body's saying, I'm not so sure about that. You know, I have my doubts. And there can be this tension between the two. And, um, you know, some people try to resolve that tension quickly by trying to make a mental um, decision about which is true. Is it the me as this body-mind having the experience of awareness theoretically generated by my brain? That's option A. Option B is um, awareness is my fundamental identity um, living this life through and as uh, this human form. So that's, you know, one of the most, you know, fundamental questions in spirituality. One implies this personal separate awareness. And the other implies uh, an impersonal awareness. Impersonal doesn't mean dismissive of this particular body-mind. It, it just means not only associated with this particular body-mind. Not personal. Impersonal in that sense. Not personal. Applicable to all. So if we believe that this awareness um, within which everything happens is my personal um, attribute. We can see how that can easily lead to a sense of specialness. If, if I realize that, then what I'm really saying is that this body-mind has awakened, right? Since this body-mind is a form, then it's easy to make that next step to, therefore, this body-mind is what's special. This body-mind is what's awake. No, no. The body-mind comes along for the ride, gradually gets on board with what's known at a, at a deeper level. And what... Um, can be known at a deeper level is that this awareness is not personal. It's not a possession of this body-mind. Um, even though that's what we've been taught, that's what it feels like, um, but there is this sense of deep intimacy that it's still as closer than, closer than can be. Um, there's that sense. But there's also the sense of um, it's not my possession, something that I am. It's not something that I possess. So the difference from the point of um, awareness is that we can see these 
you know, highly conditioned movements on a personal level um, to try to grab onto ideas about ourselves. And uh, almost as if, you know, each, each individual person believes that they're in their own little awareness bubble, you know, like in their own reality. Um, if awareness is fundamental and we believe that it's generated from this body-mind, then in a sense, we are living in our own reality. And in fact, that's what most people seem like they're doing. You know, they, they seem to be living in their own world. So one of the consequences of um, believing that this awareness is personal is that it's easy to fall into ideas of separation and um, otherness. Right. When there's a sense of, I can recognize the awareness here, and I can recognize it as being that which is essence of everyone. Um, where's the other? <laughs> you know, where's the where's the where's the separation? You know, when we can truly recognize that what we are as that impersonal awareness is what is most fundamental for everybody. Um, that's really the underlying unity. Right? That's actually where we are all, not only equal, but not separated at all. Not like two separate things have to have to figure out how to come together. There's just a recognition that that one awareness is what we all are, is what everything is. But this sense of separation and um, otherness has consequences, right? It's what it's actually what nations do when they do, they want to go to war. Um, one of the first things they do is sort of dehumanize the opponent, you know, give them derogatory nicknames, slurs, you know, and then, then it's easier to uh, hate the opponent. It's easier to convince people to kill the opponent. And we don't need wars to do that. We can do it in politics. We can do it in with within religions. We can do it within race, we can do it within gender, we can do it within sexual preferences. There's lots of ways that same game plays out. You know, dehumanize the opponent and then feel entitled somehow to mistreat, harm, hurt, lynch, kill, mistreat. Take, judge, so the sense of not being whole, not being um, in alignment with the oneness, the underlying oneness of all, um, all beings has consequences. And the, the popularity of uh, beliefs in 
separation, division, and otherness, uh, we can see those results play out in the world to, to great suffering, right? Immense suffering, all founded on beliefs. Because we, we tend to act, what well, we do act, in accordance with what we believe. Right. And how that how those beliefs play out in the world can have great harm to other people when we feel separate, when we feel just, you know, in our own space, our own being, you know, you know, everybody's out there trying to grab all the gusto they can. But if there's truly that recognition that the awareness that we are able to see in ourselves as who we truly are is also functioning in and as everybody, who are we opposing? You know, who are we willing to harm? Who are we willing to denigrate? So that awareness when we really come in touch with the implications of what has been realized as as that being our, our deepest nature. Um, there's a sense of, of openness. There's a sense of receptivity. Um, not because it's the spiritual thing to do or the right thing to do or, you know, there's, you know, I'll get some benefit from doing it or people will like me better. None of that. It's just that this awareness, that's what it is. That's <laughs> It, it can't help it, you know, it's just open. But what blocks that sense is our thoughts and beliefs and fears and opinions um, and doubts and self-judgments, all of that is what blocks that flow. The, 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 the heart, the heart itself is already open, 